0: Norwich today your
1: weekday lunchbox of lifestyle
0: business and, and social, social affairs. affairs only on future radio 107. 107.
2: well every hour a man will die from prostate cancer it's the single single biggest killer of men and this month during prostate awareness month we have in the studio with me stephen hind and martin howard uh, good afternoon to you guys nice to see you
0: Hello. Good to be here. Uh,
2: thank you yeah, you say good to be here. That's uh, literally the, the case with you because you've both uh, survivors uh, or, or previous sufferers from from, from the disease. Yes.
0: That's correct.
2: Just, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, we'll get your stories and chat to you some more, uh, and feel free to um, chip in right now because on the line right now is uh, Sandy Tyndale who who is from the charity Tackle. Hello, Sandy. Hello. Uh, is is this um, prostate? Awareness Month, because there's another one in the autumn, isn't there? Uh,
1: well, there's... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, the, 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 unfortunately, nobody can all get together and say when they have Prostate Cancer Month. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this is one of the Prostate Cancer Months. There is another one in autumn. There's also a thing called Movember, which is all about growing moustaches in November. But, uh, yeah, we, we have quite a few things like this.
2: I guess you can't have too many. You can't be precious about it. Well, Deciding which, w- which one. The more, the more, the better, isn't it? Yes. And, and I know years ago we had a Movember here at Future Radio and everyone... I think yes. I, I didn't actually because I could not think I could ever grow. Did you grow a moustache? Um, I, I don't think I did actually. I think I left it to some of the others because they, they did some... I helped out with the fundraising, but I think... Yes. I don't know. I'm not sure if I, I would rock a moustache uh, that particularly well. <laughs> so tell me about... Um, tackle how, how did that come about it's, it's like an umbrella isn't it for many other different smaller well, charges
1: uh, uh, it all started back in uh, about 2005 when um representatives of three of the well, four of the largest prostate cancer patient support groups in the country and there are by the way about 200 dotted around the country some are as strong as four people and some are as strong as 400 um and representatives of those four big ones got together in about 2005 and said, what we really need is a single voice of prostate cancer patients, and there isn't one. And so they formed what was then called the Prostate Cancer Support Federation. And um, we had a, an inaugural session with about member representation from about 30 or 40 different groups in 2008. That's when a charity was formed. Um, and we've grown since then. We've now got about uh, 80 or 90 group members. And we changed our, we didn't change our name. We adopted the name Tackle Prostate Cancer because we thought that um, that was sort of vaguely suitable and was reference to what prostate cancer is all about. And um, it seemed like a good name and we, it's, it's gone very well. Uh, um, and obviously with the conversations of rugby and things like that and tackling. Um, it all helps. Well, it's funny because, because it was, it was exactly Harry, it one of our as well.
2: Harry, one of our interns uh, here at Future Radio, who works here, and he sent me the link to your information by email, and he just put on it "tackle," and I thought he'd done that just as as a kind of a, a euphemism for a male private part. So perhaps it fits in there as well. Uh,
1: it, that's, um you may very well think that I could not possibly <laughs> comment because some people think that's rather rude. But um, yes, of course it is. Absolutely, that's what it's about.
2: So, uh, do more men now suffer from prostate cancer, or is it a case we just detect it more, or is it the modern world doing this to us?
1: Um, There's a combination. Yes, it's being more detected, thanks to the uh, advent of the prostate cancer, PSA test as it's called, prostate cancer specific antigen. Um, So there's more, there are more uh, detected. But um, also, maybe it is something to do with our lifestyle. Um, it is interesting that there are parts of the world where it's very rare indeed. Um, and so that could be to do with diet. But obviously, with more and more of us getting ever so slightly obese, uh, there's a tendency for to be more at risk of it. Also, men, or everybody's living older, and the longer you live, the more likely you are to get it. The great thing about it is that Nobody knows whether, if it's discovered, it's very difficult to tell whether it's likely to be life-threatening or not. 80% of men in their 80s probably have prostate cancer cells in their prostate, but it's not going to do them any harm at all.
2: Oh, really? So just leave it to you and just to see what happens.
1: Yes, quite. But of those 80%, maybe some 10%. We go actually to get a bit younger in the 60s, 50s, and 60s, and even in the 40s. Um, if, you, if you get it then, then there's a much higher chance that it's going to, to be, uh, get a spread, spread to the bones, and it's a, a very nasty disease if it does do that.
2: Interesting statistic, uh, Sandy. I'm not sure how many uh, the, the, the ratio is with the, the whole of uh, mankind, as it were, but one in four black men will get prostate cancer, so they're more susceptible to the disease. Black
1: men are, unfortunately, three times as likely to have it as 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 white men. Hmm. Yes. Um, and Asians are um, even less likely still. I mean, the, the, the best bet is to be Asian. Um, unfortunately, it's not a choice we have
2: so from the point of view of tackle what's your, your main aim and objective as a charity if you, if you had like a goal well, yes, what, what we, would
1: it be we do have a goal which is uh, well. We have, our objective is to be the voice of prostate cancer patients that's the main thing so that, that when people like you want to know about uh, prostate cancer or, or talk to men with it we can uh, uh, we, we can be there we, we're the first port of call to find out about what, what, what patients think about it uh, so that's our objective. Um, we do this by, um, by growing our, our members, uh, by spreading the word. We have a, a, a PR um, campaign going on. And the other thing we are really encouraging is for men to get tested early. Uh, um, there, there's an awful lot of controversy about the PSA test, which is the only test for early-stage prostate cancer, uh, um, the only non-invasive one, that is. Um, and there's a lot of controversy about it. Um, we believe quite, we, we know, as patients we know, that no man ever suffered from knowing his PSA and that therefore uh, uh, we encourage men to have PSA testing uh, um, as we, we know early 40s ideally. Um, so that's what, that's what we're really there for. We're trying to raise the awareness to get, uh, get men to know that they are at risk and uh, to do something about it before it becomes uh, uncurable. Now the, the, the difficulty is that some people will say and a lot of medical people will say oh, there's no point in being tested until you've got symptoms. Well we can say and they know it to be true that if you have symptoms of prostate cancer you cannot be cured. So it, 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 there's a, it's, a, it's a very difficult no-win situation. You have a test that can show up too many people sometimes and um, or the alternative of waiting until you've got symptoms, in which case you can't be cured. We think it's better to be tested, know where you stand and, and deal with it.
2: Okay, well, Sandy, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's all fascinating stuff. Hopefully people will take heed of what you said. Uh, what, what's uh, the best website to go to for more information? Yeah,
1: it's Tackle Prostate. That's all one word. T-A-C-K-L-E, Prostate, P-R-O-S-T-A-T-E, dot org. Brilliant. That's it.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, that's Sandy Tyndall Bisco there talking about the uh, the tackle charity, and we will chat to my guests in the studio, uh, Stephen and Martin, after we've heard this. <laughs> We all love that tune. Wonderful Land from the Beatles. Uh, I was uh, telling Martin about the stories behind that, which I've said because it used the only only track that used to get my daughter to sleep when uh, she was little. And then I told my mum that, and she said the same track got me to sleep when I was very small. And then uh, Martin, you said it was the, the first track, you first record you ever bought?
0: It's my elder brother. It's the first uh, single that we bought, and it was the only single we had for a long time. So it's fun.
2: Do you remember what's on the B-side then? Oh, Sorry. Okay, so No just, idea. In those days, they used to have oh. uh, B-sides. And uh, Stephen, can you remember the first track you ever bought?
3: I'm too old to remember. It was on 78. <laughs> <laughs> was that too rude? I've already
2: been accused of being rude by by Sandy for saying that Tackle sounds like, like he knew he was being tongue and tug uh, in cheek Now, my guest in the studio at this part of the programme Stephen Hind and Martin Howard both suffered from prostate cancer. Uh, M- Martin, did you have any symptoms before?
0: No, and I was it, it was interesting to hear, Sandy because I think it's very common to, to hear from fellow sufferers that, you know, they say I didn't have any symptoms mm. and I didn't have any symptoms. Um, I had an annual check because I lived in the States for 20 years. So my uh, okay. uh, analysis for PSA and treatment was was in the States um, I was checked annually, PSA measured, and then, for some unre- unknown reason, and this is what happens in the states, is the insurance company decided they wouldn't pay oh. for the PSA test, and neither I nor my uh, GP sort of picked up on that until three or four years later, when PSA was uh, was high, and that meant I had to go and get um, get treatment.
2: Uh, well, what other checks? do they make other than the the, the the blood test i mean can, can they tell i mean we, we said, we said we we're going to do adult language in this 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 hour and people might be eating their lunch but basically when i had um a test the doctor stuck his finger up my bum and then said you're fine which i, I probably wasn't after that actually but but they didn't offer me a blood test
0: um they do the what's it called dre isn't it digital rectum examination that's what it was yeah, yeah. that's
2: much more yeah. elegantly um, said than yeah. I put it
0: yeah I thought that was something to do with digital and analog computers so I, was, <laughs> I was hoping that it was non-invasive but it turned out not to be
2: <laughs> now Stephen now we, we um, spoke earlier uh, off air and you were telling me your, your story that you didn't have any symptoms at all and went along to the Norfolk and Waveney prostate cancer Was it like a hundred of you in the room was that, that, that right you went and had a blood test.
3: There were actually over 200. My wife and I saw something in the local paper as uh, seeing that the uh, support group were offering a free PSA testing on a certain date for all men over, I'm not sure it's 50 or 60, and 200 men turned up and, and all had a blood test, and 30 of those 200 were referred to their GPs, and five out of the 30, including me, we drew the short straw and we actually needed treatment. That's I, hadn't, cool. I had no symptoms. I was relatively fit, uh, and I was it was a shock more than anything else. Because oh, that's quite a high percentage, isn't it, out of 200 people.
2: Yeah, yeah. And is that uh, related to the wider number of the world, or was that well, high the, for that the, number? I,
3: I've no idea. The, the, the group's actually done th- three of these tests, I think, with about the same sort of number. And the percentage has been roughly the same, I think.
2: So did you have to have your prostate completely removed?
3: No, no. I um, uh, fact, I've still got part of it left. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure is that
2: good or bad. Well...
3: Um, I uh, w- went to the, to the hospital, and uh, uh, perhaps we should. Um, reinforce the fact that nobody has treatment based on a blood test. Um, we won't go into. I'm, I'm not medical, but right. uh, uh, people say, well, you get false, false positives and false negatives. But the PSA at the moment is the only first indicator that is anything that needs tr- examining, uh, and uh, that's where you then go on to various treatments. We won't go into the different treatments but uh, I had to have um, biopsies at North Norwich and I was referred to the uh, surgeon I had various scans and uh, the surgeon he referred me to the radiotherapist but in that two week intervening period I did a lot of homework and I researched all the different treatments that are available and I finished up having uh, a treatment in, in London on the NHS uh, called HIFU it's actually a, a non-invasive treatment using high intensity focused ultrasound and my advice to everyone is to look at all the options. Don't just take what your local hospital will offer you. No disrespect to any local hospitals, but uh, certain hospitals offer some treatments. And uh, a high few is only available in, in maybe three or four hospitals.
2: Uh, Dave Brown, who's a, a well-known broadcaster in these parts, was on Radio Broadland for, for many years, he got in touch with us on uh, Facebook. He says, I was diagnosed just before Christmas and I have had scans and biopsies taken and luckily my cancer has not spread to any other organs in my body as it's been detected earlier uh, I will shortly be going to hospital in the next few weeks to have my prostate gl- glands completely removed so that's what's happening to, to Dave and hopefully we'll be free of this bleep of a disease come on Dave, you shouldn't be putting those words in your messages on the radio uh, I, I must stress I'm feeling fine and will be working right up to the operation and I've never shown any symptoms of disease but he says... Uh, blokes get your prostate checked I know it entails initially having a finger that we mentioned earlier uh, but it could detect any problems early uh, my medical team stressed that I tell people to get checked and so I'm passing on what they've told me so that's exactly pretty much your message too, uh, Martin
0: yes but the uh, of course we're all different and so for me it was you know the DRE was didn't reveal anything there was ultrasound scans prostate was the right size and it wasn't soft but the biopsy revealed an aggressive cancer that needed um you know uh, um, surgery right away and uh, and so the thing about surgery is and, and the person who just uh, uh contacted you on facebook it's about um finding the right surgeon who's skilled enough to uh do nerve uh, nerve sparing surgery so the the nerves that control the I guess the erection uh, you need to look after those
2: otherwise you know things can go wrong in the, on the sexual front. I read in a men's magazine and I think I've, I've already um, disgraced myself twice on this show, I'll do it a third time but it was some, it was some, I saw it on Twitter and it just said if you want a healthy prostate you should ejaculate 21 times a week or was it a day? I can't remember. Maybe must have been a, a week. Day. A day is too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Even, even Wishful teens. thinking. Yeah? Yes. So that was, and I guess because that's the organ where it is, isn't it? It's, it's a yeah. walnut-sized uh, piece of kit that's uh, just behind. I don't know, where, you, where you, urethra isn't it? Around yes, that, that part. that's correct. So, did you have symptoms such as being up, um, going to the, the loo several times a, a, a night? Uh, I just,
0: I, when I, whenever I have my check. um and your medical, that was always the question, and it my have answered once, and it was n- nothing, mm-hmm. nothing unusual.
2: Uh, Pete says there's been loads of scams and clickbaits going on where people click on a photograph of a snooker, and it takes you to a, a, a website trying to get money out of you so even in a charity in a disease like this there's some awful people around and also Georgie says uh, if you're diagnosed with prostate cancer insist on a chest x-ray my father had not smoked in more than 20 years when he was diagnosed with prostate cancer his doctors decided that the x-ray was not needed two years later he died of stage 4 lung cancer sorry to uh, hear that so, so I, I guess that like any cancer it might spread
0: yeah yeah
2: uh, tell me if you would more about uh, the Norfolk and Waveney Prostate Cancer Support Group. Do they still exist? Is it like a club you go along to is, do socials as well?
3: Absolutely. I, mean, it's, it's, um, I think it's one of the bigger groups. Uh, I'm not quite sure how many years it's been going, um, certainly 10 or 12 years. Uh, they meet at the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital or alternatively at the James Paget at Galston. Uh, and um, the, uh, the patron is Martin Bell. Uh, they've had a number of eminent speakers. Um, my own consultant from um, University College London Hospital. He came in, and talked to the group for a second time in in December last year. Uh, and uh, some of the meetings aren't. They don't have a single speaker. It's purely a, a meet and chat, because. Um, People are terrified of prostate cancer. Hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of men don't like to talk about it in the first place. Uh, and it's important that the men and their husbands sorry, and their wives or partners come along because it's, uh, it obviously affects the, the, the family.
2: Because w- when, obviously, women are always being inspected, they have babies, and so they're more open about the diseases that they might have and they've you know, been... Kind of laid bare, having babies and so forth, but men don't, and men, although we're more wimpy and gone about man flu and so forth, we do tend to not talk about uh, our, our problems. So, what what could be done, do you think, Martin, to 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 change that, or is that will we or is that a battle that can't be won? I, I would say it
0: starts with the with well, one yourself, uh, but also the GPs, um, that you know when you have a PSA check and if it's high and you need further further action then you know it should be recommended immediately and I think you know s- Stephen got ahead of the bowl there in that he uh, he went to the support group early um, from my experience I didn't I went after the event yes. I gone before because there's so much so much experience so much knowledge that, that people can help to help them to s- themselves to self-advocate
3: I mean, if the, if the support group really enabled me to find I'd got early prostate cancer rather than advanced prostate cancer. Makes a difference. If I, if I hadn't been to the support group and had this initial blood test, uh, I probably wouldn't have done anything about it until I got symptoms and by then it would have been a lot more serious.
2: Uh, changes to look out for include needing to wee more often than usual, particularly at nights, uh, difficulty starting to go to the loo, straining, a weak flow, feeling you're not emptying your bladder fully and needing to rush to the toilet there's some of the symptoms you, you might get but as we mentioned earlier they might not be um, those symptoms thank you very much for coming in today lovely to see you uh, i'm glad you're uh, uh, do you have to have this this checks each each year just to check you're you're okay i i go on now
0: every six months for psa so so far so good have you, have you still got your prostate then? Is
2: still a- no? That that went. Okay. Uh, so, but if 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 you haven't got prostate, would the would the the PSA level be nothing though? Because it's not there to test. Well, um, the,
0: in my case, the cancer had uh, spread beyond the prostate into the lymph node, so I needed I um, radiation treatment afterwards. Um, right. But the cancer cells, um, you know, send out this this marker PSA if they're if they're active.
2: And uh, finally, Stephen, if people listening to this think they need some support, I mean, you'd obviously urge them to get tested. Is it as simple as just going to your GP and asking for blood
3: tests? Well, more than that, it is simply going to the GP. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, some GPs are very loath to do it. Uh, anybody can now even insist on, a, on a, 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 a PSA test, whether the GP thinks it's a good idea or not. And I would urge everybody to insist on having one. I've had, a number of people have phoned me and spoke to me. Uh, and I've had people who've gone and had a PSA test uh, against their doctor's advice and they've found they've gotten aggressive cancer.
2: Uh, shocking. And we'll leave everyone uh, but, with well, One other thing I,
3: I would make, um, as um, Sandy said earlier, uh, a lot of men uh, as they get older, someone like uh, 80% of the people over 75 have prostate cancer. And so that means a lot of people say, well, don't worry about it. My father was 108 when he died and mm-hmm. he, he had it, uh, but he, he, he died of a, of a heart attack. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, there are about 12,000 men a year die of it rather than with it. Right. Uh, And it can be prevented in many cases. And so there is no reason not to have a PSA test. That would be my message.
2: Thank you very much for joining us uh, today. Uh, Stephen Hind and Martin Howard, good luck for the future. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.